right within the moment, moment. And don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that I know is we'll get older, older. So let us dance this night away. Welcome to our podcast, Ready, Set, Squirrel, where ADHD hilarity and awareness collide. I'm your wife host, Bree. And I'm your husband host, Brian. We are here to take you on a tour of our ADHD life, the good, the bad, and the extremely messy. We're not experts, just two people living life with ADHD, spreading awareness, laughter, and reminding you that you are never alone. And we are back. Guess who's back? Yeah. Back, back. Mandy's back. Tell, uh, a, tell friend. a friend. <laughs> Thank you. I knew I had to. I had to. Oh my gosh, I had to. That's for that's for my sister. She'll know. We are here with Mandy Glover of Mandy Glover Fitness, and if you've been with us so far, you've heard about her experience with ADHD growing up and what the process of diagnosis and just life looked like for her up to this point. And now we're going to kind of delve into how Mandy does her boss babe thing and uses all of her superpowers to run a business and manage clients and do all of the stuff that honestly, like I don't even do for our, my whole business because I force my husband to do all the things <laughs> that I don't want to do. <laughs> so oh Brian gosh. is my ADHD superpower. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Kind of a pattern that we've noticed looking into this world more deeply is entrepreneurship is rampant in the best ways in the ADHD community. I think there's something mm-hmm. about clocking in for someone else and doing tasks for someone else else on someone else's schedule is not something that we, we are like best suited to to be told what to do yes we, oh, we girl, hate we being don't. told what to do it's that yes. pathological <laughs> demand avoidance I mean I've always had like a side hustle and I know obviously now it's a very neurodivergent quality and one that I think that you kind of embraced as well after <laughs> yes <laughs> So I had taught total time 13 years. That's um, preschool and kindergarten mixed in. And I loved it. But when we moved to rural Alaska, there's obviously not as many schools. (laughs) And I had just had this vibe of, I don't think this is what I want to do anymore. And for any of the listeners out there that are current teachers or retired, A, you never stop being a teacher. Shout out to all the teachers out there. You guys are bomb. It's very hard because you have to follow right the bureaucracy of it all. And it's very challenging. And I understand some of it, you know, you want to have standards, but as a neurospicy woman who used to be a neurospicy student, it's very hard for me to watch those children get kind of pushed under the rug, so to speak. Despite your best efforts as an empathetic teacher. Yes. And let's try to do this, you know, differently because some of you in my class aren't going to learn it the same way and that's fine. But certain types of educational standards that are used, certain school districts, they're very adamant on it has to be taught this way. And I got so tired of having to do to my students what was done to me, which is teach it this way and you better learn it come heck or high water because that's the way that it needs to, you have to learn it instead of, well, you've got to learn it a different way and we might get to the answer differently, but you know how to do it. So it just got very, very exhausting. I feel like just from the outside looking in, it seems like that sort of thing has only gotten worse 
from when we were in school. I mean, there was a time when I had thought like, oh, maybe I could go into teaching. But with that mindset, as I'm looking at specifically the public educational system, thinking like, what would it be like to work in an environment like that? It became more and more clear to me that it's not so much about working with the kids. It's about meeting those standards and dealing with all of the bureaucracy of it all, these things are, are being handed down to you to teach and to communicate in specific ways Often and not trusting you. Teachers. Exactly. Not oh. trusting you as a professional and as the person who's in the classroom to use your skills to get mm-hmm. these concepts across in any of the various ways that you can to address each student's needs. Gosh. Tell me, preach on it. Y'all are going to preach. <laughs> Y'all gonna get me? I, I heard the inhale. I was getting ready. Ooh, listen, y'all, I'm from the south. Okay, we're about to preach up in here. You get all these young energetic, vibrant, current kids coming right out of college. And when I say kids, I feel really old now because I'm like, wow, yeah, they are kids. <laughs> They're kids to me. But you get these teachers that, for for example, I have one friend that now that Hamilton is on Disney Plus showed her his, high school history class, Hamilton. A, because it's kind of a fun little, it's a show and it's very fun. But also there's really good history to be told. Got in trouble for it. Was this in Florida? Yeah. Carry on. Meanwhile, her kids are going down the halls yo 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 what time is it showtime (laughs) showtime and i'm like is that not the point of teaching to have kids enjoy learning yeah is that not i would hope so Maybe it could be said, well, the point is for them to learn. It's not the point for them to enjoy. But I don't have any data on this, but I bet I could spend two minutes on Google and find scientific proof that when someone is enjoying the way that they're being taught or when someone is enjoying what they're learning. That's literally ADHD, though, as well. (laughs) And when you put it to song, you're more likely to remember it. 1776. Like, Michael could be like, hey, babe, uh, what year did Aaron Burr? <laughs> yeah. Shoot Hamilton. And I'd be like, let me go back in my archive. Yeah, which um, act was that? Hang on one yeah. second. <laughs> what act is which that? Which rap battle was that before yes. or after? And it's not going to work for every kid. And of course, that's the point of being a bomb teacher is you learn each class. Let me do the thing that I am good at. And I will produce children who love to learn and children who are learning in the way that suits them. You need a blend, visual, audio, or audio, kinesthetic. Like you have to have a blend because you're going to have the kids that learn better with, you know, listening to a podcast, for example. You know, or the kids that need to touch and feel 3D objects to understand, you know, a mathematical concept, whatever the thing is. But if you cookie cut each, if you make each child a cookie cutter of the next, there was a, there was a wonderful example. And when I knew I kind of needed to dip out, I had my kinder kids, I call them kinder kids, um, or kindy, if you watch Bluey. Um, <laughs> if you don't watch I, Bluey, start now. For Bluey. Then, you, then you need to watch Bluey right now, tonight. Can we get them after as a you sponsor to this on our show? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway, they were making penguins and it's not a craft kit. They're just learning how to use scissors and cut shapes and whatever. And they're kindergarten. And my, they all, those penguins looked a mess, girl, but they were adorable. (laughs) Yeah, they looked a hot mess. Those penguins had seen some stuff. Okay. (laughs) But they They were just like, they, they had been through it. And like some penguins 
had two eyes, a beak. They were, they were looking, they, they're, you know, they were having a good day. Other penguin, their eye was cut in half and they're little, they only had like one little wing. It was hilarious. But my principal was like, we need to take these down. <laughs> and I thought, why? My five, my babies made these. They're perfect. Well, they don't all look the same and they're going to think Barf. that. Yes. And I, w- they and don't I was all look like, the same. exactly. I, that's ex- Thank you, Brian. I said, this is, this is not a, this is not representing that this pay, the child that made this penguin is smarter or more developed than this child. It's because a, their skills, right? They're learning. Not everyone's on the same level. Hello, human experience. But it's showing her different creativity because I remember asking one of my kids, oh, do you need more white paper for the eyes? No. I was like, oh, I'm I'm making an alien penguin. All right, baby, you have fun making that alien penguin because I think it looks perfect. Well, and that you're was an intentional choice. You're literally <laughs> showing those children too that like no matter what, they are worthy of being displayed of being yes. ha- being made proud of and yes. and to say you know it doesn't matter put it on the fridge put it on the put fridge it, put it on the fridge put it on the bulletin yeah. the bu- the bulletin board is the fridge of the classroom it, that's exactly it. and our door was covered in penguins listen some penguins were from earth and others were from i don't know where but they were all perfect and i would giggle every time and i left them up for like 2 months it's just so sad that it starts so early because yep. those penguins are the kindergarten version of the sca- Scantron bubble tests where you're doing multiple choice because we're talking about creative ways to help kids engage with educational material as they're taking it in. But you also have to consider just as importantly, the way that that information comes out of them as well. You as a teacher can know if someone is comprehending the lesson Mm -hmm. in lots of different ways outside of standardized tests. Yes. And a a big part of that, I will tell you, I stand by it. I'm going to get on my soapbox. At that age, yes, they should learn. Yes, they'll know their letters and numbers and blah, blah, blah. Sure. I want to see my kids learn how to be empathetic, how to be caring, how to play well, how to work out issues, because I don't care that they're only five. They're capable of learning that and they're smarter than we give them credit for. And it's important to foster that in children. They take away PE. They take away dress up. They take away all these things, right? Kindergarten, it used to not be what it is now. It wasn't mandatory. Did your kindergartners take naps? No. My preschoolers, they would. But kindergarten did not take naps. They went full day. That's a lot for, I mean, that's a lot for a a grown person. I mean, again, we're talking Mm -hmm. about why we don't super love working in Mm -hmm. doing nine to five that's a (laughs) that is a huge amount of demand on these little developing brains to focus and sit still and be quiet and oh the be quiet thing and and it's very hard for me as a neurospicy teacher when i was teaching to also have to foster that because i don't believe in that my classroom was probably the loudest classroom because we got like what are those little robot guys on youtube oh my gosh i used to love them i don't know i'm trying to i'm story story bots Storybots. Yes, story yeah. Oh man, we used to listen to Storybots all the time. Like, like I'm the sun. I made a hydrogen 
oxygen and helium. Yeah, we used to jam to that. Or we just put on a dance show or like a little dance video of Jack Hartman. Is that his name? Yeah. Or my door led out to the to the playground, which I'm sure they did not enjoy that. But sometimes I'd be like, you know what, guys, we're going to go run around. <laughs> yeah. And they'd all scream <laughs> because at some point you just have to say like, listen, you guys, my kids mean more than these standards. And guess what? You didn't spend four to six years in school learning all about child development. So let me do the thing I know. And no one's learning right now. No one. No one's retaining They're, anything. It, yes, exactly. They're not retaining this. Why? Because they're five. And I got about five minutes per lesson with them before they really start looking around the room and getting bored as they should because they're five. It's just, uh, that was when I decided I, I need to get out of here, A, because I never felt like I was valued for what I could bring to it. I did not fit the mold of the teacher they wanted. I wonder if that divide is becoming even more pronounced as older teachers retire out, as these young, energetic, enthusiastic, optimistic teachers come into the educational system. I think, I feel like the conversations that we have around learning styles and mental health and addressing the needs of the whole person, which by the way, I understand is a massive responsibility for public school. Public school is one of the most amazing institutions in existence. Mm -hmm. It's a huge responsibility to do that and to address the needs of the whole child because it's not just education that they're getting there. They're getting socialization. A lot of, mm -hmm. a lot of kids, it's the only food that I they eat all day. That. They get, school breakfast and school lunch and, yep. and some of those kids that's all they get yep. um it's interaction with adults who are safe mm -hmm. and who care about them and things like that so i feel like the institution of education is lagging behind some of the understanding that we are now having about how to care for people and what to expect from people i wonder if that's one of the reasons why staffing a school is so incredibly difficult why you've got brand new teachers burning out after one, two, three years and just saying, you know what, this is not where I'm supposed to be. Well, I mean, there's other careers, of course, besides education that don't pay what they deserve. I'm sure we could all think of many. Oh, yeah. Nothing, nothing makes me more sad. It's not even angry. It's just sad when you hear people arguing, why are teachers fighting for more money? <laughs> and I'm like, have you ever taught? Probably not. It's, it is, and that you, I love how the way you said it, because it's not placing blame on the students, on the parents, on anything. It's the whole overarching system. Systems, not people. That's, I mean, those yeah. are the things to be challenged yes. and to be critiqued and to be overhauled. Yes. And that's, that's exactly, that's exactly it. It's not the parents I had. I mean, they become your family. Again, that's not to say you don't have, you're not going to get along with everybody. But I think at the end of the day, I had majority parents that became for a year family and you look at those kids like yours you know i mean teachers trained nowadays it just let's it is what it is you get trained too well somebody comes through that door and means me harm i guess i'm going out today that's just part of being a teacher now I believe most teachers would do that. You don't go into teaching unless you have, you have to really love what you do to make pennies. I never made enough as a teacher to live on my own. That's yeah. again, I, I only taught in Florida. I can only speak for that income. And it's I way had, more than a 40 hour a week job. It is. Yeah. That's the reason you're salaried. <laughs> 
that's the reason you're salaried. There is no summer off. I don't know where that comes from. There, There's not. You're constantly thinking about the next school year. You're finishing up. You're cleaning the room. You have to get the new room ready because they probably moved you. You have to look at all the new books and this and that and any changes that have happened, any trainings you have to do. It's... It's a year-round job. I mean, that's why teachers are superheroes. And I, and I think it's really, if you are kind of a neurodivergent teacher, there there sometimes feels like there's no place for you because you are different and you are kind of more aware of the students that need the extra help that don't fit into the mold. And when you try to break out of that and get really creative in how you're teaching the material, that's not what the... You're not on plan at that point. You're, yeah, you're, you're diverting off the plan and we can't have that now, can we? Because this this thing that was written by people who've probably never even been in a classroom and seeing how these things are being implemented in real time, or it's been so long since they've been in the classroom because they chose to kind of work up the, the ladder, let's say, um, that they really no longer know what a current classroom looks like. Um, I, I remember I had to change a lesson one time because they were not understanding it. They were not. And is my job, did I not go into student debt to learn how to teach? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to change it. And they were they were doing better with it. We were having fun. And it was a day that apparently my, I had to do an observation. Mm. Of course, nobody tells me about it. Um, and they just walked in and I got, <laughs> I got in trouble. <laughs> mm. Let me see your plan for the day. And it was not on plan. And I'm sure when you have to submit, I don't know what principals do. I've never been a principal, but I'm sure it didn't look great. But at the end of the day, did my kids know the letter P and the sound P makes? And did they not learn? You know, it's just what is considered a win at that point? The fact that I stayed on plan or the fact that my babies learned yeah. what they were supposed to learn. So so I don't know. It just, it's it was a very, it's very frustrating to have that much creativity. And that's not to say you have to be a neurospicy person to be a creative teacher, of course. But I just felt like I always wanted to be a teacher, always. And it was the one place where I felt like, man, I, I might have some so social anxiety, but man, can I run a classroom? Do Can we have a good time in this classroom? Like it was, I was just very, it was very good for me because it was, you know, Every day looked different in some regard, yet I had a structure. 8.30, we do this. 9, we do this. 9.30, it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it wasn't a desk job and I was moving, but it, I took all of that home with me every day mentally and emotionally. So no. you eventually decided that education was not where you were going to be for a variety Correct. of factors. Tell me about how the fitness angle turned into a business for you. Well, I think just moving to Alaska, being in a different climate, 3,000 miles away from home, I kind of started to feel a relapse in regards to my depression a mm -hmm. little bit. Those dark winters uh, yeah. don't help either. They do not. I was really, I was really lucky when I moved here. I was able to work at one of the businesses for about a year. And so I wasn't kind of stuck at home, but I just kept feeling like my depression's coming back. It never got out of control, thank God, but I just felt like I've got to do something. So my therapist had recommended, you know, oh, are you exercising? And I was like, well, listen, it's snowing outside and I don't know how to ski. <laughs> so, so no, does making a snow angel count? Um, <laughs> Depends on how 
how many it, times you do it, I guess. It depends, yeah, exactly. So I just like, not really. I didn't grow up in the snow. I don't, you know, so but she I mean, recommended. That's that's putting it mildly. Yeah. I mean, you went from Florida to <laughs> yeah. Alaska. It's not just didn't grow up in the snow. It's yeah. you grew up in Florida. Yeah, we, we don't have winter. We have um, summer and what football. Those are our those are our seasons. <laughs> summer and football. That's it. Go Gators, by the way, if anybody's listening. So it was definitely a tra- transition and I loved it here. It was not a, I hate it, I have to move, but it was the, I, I don't know how to get through. I don't know how to get through this, right? And the winters are long, as you guys know. Um, long and, sh- and dark and Ooh, cold and wet. Cold <laughs> and, and miserable. But she had suggested to exercise. And I'm sure every everyone hears that, right? Oh, exercising so good for you. <laughs> exercising so good. It really, really helped me. A, just because we talked about earlier, moving your body helps with dopamine, right? And I just, I started to realize like, I feel more energetic. I feel better. And I started to to notice that even like my my ADHD specific symptoms were getting a little bit, I don't like the word better. It, I was able to cope with them a little bit more, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I, I was finding like when I was working out, I would almost have to stop at some point and like write down, like write down my notes or be like, oh yeah, I remember such and such now. It, for some reason, it just became my time. It wasn't about aesthetics. It wasn't about, and it was just like, okay, Almost a meditative session, which sounds counter into like, but that's well, yeah, what it I did. Mean, for it's like its- a repetitive, like you're zoned in, you're mm-hmm. probably listening to music. I mean, it's a. Oh, y'all don't even want to know the music I got on oh, my I playlist. Oh, I do. I have your playlist. Oh, she, she, it is all over the I place. I stole so much of it. Because y'all, it is. Eclectic. It, it is what my my friend from the UK would say a right mess. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is everything from corn to like my chemical romance. I'm 34, by the way, y'all. So I'm ha- every now and then when a song comes on, I'm like, oh, oh, oh yeah. Last resort from Papa Roach came on today, and y'all know I was like, cut my life into me. like I was just. My husband walked in, he's like, I will come back later. <laughs> I, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, you're you're in the dark place. And I'm, he'll be like, are you mad? No, why? And I'm smiling while like corn is screaming. Oh yeah. my God. It, anyway, but it became like, just like we were, we're laughing now, it became a time for me to just feel fully like myself. I'm in here. I've got my music on. This is my time. And I, I say that it's meditative because, you know, meditation can help for a lot of people, at least just from what has been said, like it can almost help you just kind of organize your thoughts a little bit, right? It shouldn't be about clear your mind. I know that gets used a lot, but that's not going to (laughs) happen. But it can help people organize some tasks or kind of almost like feel a little more focused. I felt like it was a time that was just mine and I could think about whatever I wanted to think about without other things getting in the way. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense to me. Like You've inspired me. I'm like, oh, I need to go. I need to oh, make man. a gym in my house now. Here, here's well, the thing, I, Mandy. We live <laughs> essentially across the street from a really nice fitness center, which we mm-hmm. are entitled to go to for free because of our insurance. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So we are members of a really, really nice fitness center and it's not even that far. It's like five minutes. Yeah. Uh, but we it, don't. it has been hard to make yeah. it a part of the routine. I did mm-hmm. try for a couple few weeks during the school year. I would drop my kid off, uh, drop my middle schooler off at school and then go to the gym mm-hmm. and get a quick workout in. But then 
our at the time two-year-old started waking up earlier and earlier. And one of the annoying things about our house is that our steps from our top floor to our main floor are like the loudest freaking things ever. We cannot, Mm. I, I can't leave my bedroom without making a noise that the little one hears. And so essentially with her getting up earlier and Brie working, that meant that I had to give that up. And of course, with summertime being for the last several months, I haven't found a spot in my schedule to try to make that happen again. So school's coming up again and our work situation and Bree's work situation is different now. So yeah, like Bree said, I, you've kind of inspired me to try to make a little bit more of an intentional effort to make that happen. So I guess along the lines of keeping you guys, the listeners informed on kind of my journey and where I'm at, you know, I'm still, you know, I'm seeking care and waiting for my appointment to come up. And as we were talking about before with wanting to address more than just the mental stuff, being more physical and getting my body moving more. I mean, you've convinced me (laughs) I need to, I need to make that happen. So I going to the gym should not be about trying to look a certain way. I know, believe me, I know that's hard. I, I have left a gym before in my life, multiple times crying because I didn't look like like the Instagram models that were posing mm. by the squat rack, um, which nowadays I'm like, uh, okay, you know what? You do you. <laughs> like, are you, I, I'm not going to say anything. I'm like, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, looks good. But <laughs> yeah, like, what am I going to do? But, but I know how hard that is, especially when you don't know your form, you don't know what to do. You are like, what the heck is this machine for? It looks like a death trap. Like it's overwhelming AF when you do, because you see everyone else who looks like they know what they're doing. And you think, especially with ADHD and anxiety, everyone's looking at you. Yes. And everyone could tell you they're not looking at you. They're only care. They only care about themselves, blah, blah, blah. Let's just all be real for a moment. And we, We've had people stare at us when we walk in a gym. I'll be the first one to say, yeah, I've seen people looking at me and they could just be like, oh, that's a cute top. But if they look at me, y'all, I'm out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Do not look at me. Do not look at me. Don't breathe near me. You're only thinking negative things. Kind of, you know, it's just uh, everyone's looking at you. But I think aside, like the most important reason to go to the gym is just to feel better. You're not there to look like the rock. You're not there to look like, I mean, unless that's your specific goal cool on you that's but what i'm the gonna whole, do then come on Brie. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna start training you for some cross next time you come visit be beefy <laughs> af you're gonna be drinking egg whites for breakfast yeah. i mean that i will support you in whatever you want to <laughs> do <laughs> I will support you. (laughs) But like, I think the big thing for me, the reason it's turned into what it's turned into, and this is the 100% honest truth, I did not get into it thinking I would become a trainer. I got into it because I felt better. Um, I had put on a little weight. Just This was also, by the way, just for everybody to kind of, just so it makes a little more sense. We moved to rural Alaska. So we left Florida October 2019. We're just trying to get settled in our house and kind of like just meet the people in our church kind of like meeting people around town and boom COVID yeah so gosh yeah that's right yeah so it was really this like okay I don't really know that many people yet there's not I don't really have like a quote bubble Um, and I just kind of gained a little bit of the COVID weight because um, I was working at a local preschool and they, of course, had to shut down for a while. And I just was like, I, I have too much pent up energy. <laughs> 
and I had nowhere to put it, so to speak. It wasn't great, which I'm sure everyone's got a COVID story. This is not unique to me, but I just start, I literally, y'all, I just started watching like 30 minute videos. Of, I've got to do something. I was always an active kid. I've, I remained active all through teenage and adulthood, like surfing, skateboarding, rollerblading. Like I just kind of did it all. And then you go and do nothing. Um, Are there, can you tell us, or do you remember mm-hmm. any specific videos, search terms, or creators that you can recommend? Ooh, okay. Yeah, I am. Um, so <laughs> I found through a FabFitFun box... <laughs> I, I'm not a good liar, y'all. I can't make this up. I got fitness bands, um, like the little the little booty bands that you put around your legs and you can add resistance to squats or whatever from um, an online streaming company called Obey. And it's, so it's spelled O-B-E. Okay. So it's Obey Fitness. And I, I, I use them for like a year. I love them. I just checked it. It's obeyfitness.com. Now, the demand avoidant part of me hates the name, but carry on. <laughs> I know. I know. Obey. Don't tell me what to do. No, don't you tell me what to do. Um, they have So they have a live schedule of classes, which I used to love because then I felt like I was like part of it. Like I'm kind of doing it with them in real time. And it's fun because they have this whole little community where when you join a live class, sometimes they'll like do shout outs because your name kind of comes up on their board so sometimes like a few times they'll be like oh mandy and cordova and i'm like oh my god yeah like oh that's me they're very empowering they have trainers of all different sizes races like they are very i love them because they're very inclusive um they have i mean they have everything from like a 10 minute pilates class i used to do a five minute stretch to 28 minute you know dance cardio bar I mean, they they have it all. That reminds me that- when around that same time I was messing with uh, Apple Fitness because mm-hmm. it, we got a new phone and we got a free trial or something like that. And that was one of the things that I really liked about the Apple Fitness content was how inclusive it was, how... Mm-hmm just welcoming to all levels of fitness and you know body types and body shapes and even not just verbally but the people that are leading these classes are all different kinds of body types and yes. things like that that was really encouraging to me too because i think especially for someone like me who is not a gym rat not um you know i'm a computer geek i'm mm-hmm. i am happy i'm literally talking to you right now in my basement by the glow <laughs> of my monitor. And this is where I am the most comfortable. I'm not comfortable in a fitness situation. And so I feel very out of my element. And also kind of like you were saying, feeling like this is not a place for me. Yeah, not a place where I know what I'm doing. And I hate that feeling. Mm -hmm. I kind of like to feel like I know what I'm doing. And so that was one of the things that I really liked about that. And again, not just, you know, obviously we're not sponsored by any of this. And I'm sure there's also really great stuff on YouTube that people can grab for free as well. That feels like a good spot for us to take a break and feed the squirrels. Feed the squirrels. Yep. We're going to come back in just a little bit. Talk about thriving with ADHD. I love that. that. Play that funky music. 
Hey guys, it's Brian. I'm just jumping in here for a quick squirrel feed. Please excuse the background noise. I'm actually driving right now on the way to summer camp, if you can believe it. I'll probably have a lot to share about that on a future episode, but it's a bit of a retreat for me, which I'm really excited about. That's neither here nor there, because what I really want to tell you about is all the new stuff that you can see if you go to Ready, Set, Squirrel on Instagram. Bree is posting new content all the time, but one of the new things that you'll see is that we've got some merch. We've got shirts, hoodies, tote bags, phone cases, some drinkware, various different things. Bree's all the time adding new products and all of them feature graphics that were designed by Bree that highlight the awesomeness of NeuroSpicy and ADHD life. So head on over to Instagram to take a look at those. You can also plug into your browser straight away, readysetsquirrel.com slash store. And that'll let you take a look at all the products and all the awesomeness there. That's the main push for this break, but as always, we really, really appreciate any five-star ratings that you can put on your podcast platform of choice and also reviews. You guys are one of a very elite group of people who are forming our foundational listener group, but we want to grow that group and we need your help to do that. So anything you can do to share the show on your socials or just tell people that you like about it, uh, I think we can help a lot of people with the kind of stuff that we talk about on the show. Also, we'd love to hear from you. So shoot us an email, hello at readysetsquirrel.com or even better, you can record a voice memo on your phone, email us that audio and we might be able to use it on a future show. So that's about it for now. We are going to get back into the conversation with Mandy. So if our listeners are feeling, are connecting with some of these ideas, obviously you've got the business. It's Mandy Glover Fitness. You're open to clients right now and not just in Alaska, right? Correct. So I I have my own app. And so that allows me Ooh, to train fancy. people. Rem- <laughs> ah, um, my ADHD brain just went to immigrant song. So sorry. I'm just like, ah. Ah, okay. I, I just can't. I would rather just be real with your clients. This is why. Well, and now I, and now I know is... Bree's brain just went to Shrek. Yep. Yes. Yep. Now all of the little critters are going at the gate. Yes. Oh my God. Uh. The imagery in my head. Anyway, it, listen, it's an ADHD podcast. It is. We, got, we just got real, okay? Um, yeah, so I so I train people remotely. I take remote clients. What I kind of services app. do you offer through the app? So it can be really just whatever I'm discussed with the client. Like I, I am not a trainer that says, here's a meal plan, go follow it. It's not going to work. <laughs> like it has to be something sustainable for the client. I am much more holistically minded. You know, let's get your body moving. Let's talk about your goals for sure. But the whole point of personal training is to make it personalized. Mm-hmm. If your program looks just the same as Breeze, I'm not doing my job. And when it comes to, you know, nutrition coaching, that that gets thrown out all the time from people like Instagrammers. And, and that's fine. I understand. But you, there's a lot of psychology that goes into being a a good trainer. Anytime you're going to talk about nutrition, there's a lot of triggers you can hit. You have to really know your client very well before you enter into something like that. So I usually do not start with that. It is usually let's find a healthy habit that you let's find one healthy change we can make. And when that becomes a habit, are you ready to kind of take on something else? That has, that has proven that's not my statistic. I mean, that's just, I could give you guys those articles that is proven to be more sustainable and what is sustainable is where changes are made. 
Mm-hmm. If you do something really, really good for a week and then you peter out, you're not going to see results. You're not going to feel results if you take on too much. I think that exact scenario is so relatable for probably almost anybody because I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, even, you know, as I said, I went to the gym for a few weeks and then mm-hmm. one thing changed and I'm, I'm not back in yet. So yeah. And there's a stigma around, you know, oh, they're just lazy. No, it takes discipline. Yeah. To to make a change into your routine. But you have to have a plan when you go in there, which is what where a trainer can help you feel confident right in your form, which again is where a trainer can help. But it's not a lack of discipline. It's not laziness. It's you are very vulnerable when you walk into a gym. Yeah. You're very vulnerable. Yeah. And it's scary. I mean, that that is the honest truth. It's easy for someone to say, oh, of course, well, she's going to say that. Yeah, like, uh, But I, I've been there. I, I have been the person who is like, I don't know how to do a bicep curl. What's tempo? What What do you mean? Like, I don't, I don't belong here. And then you cry and walk out and go home because they're not always the friendliest of places. Yeah. Well, and sometimes all it takes is someone like you to just give a little bit of information to like so you you're walking in not completely cold not completely Mm. on your own you've got a plan and that so that's where like the app can help or if somebody just goes to a local gym and they want to work with somebody in person i i would highly recommend that even for a short time just to learn form and just to have somebody who takes you around the gym so you don't have to feel that whole weight on you you're you're kind of following them at least for a time and that's okay one thing that I just remembered that we didn't touch on because I know that like you know we kind of hopped into okay now you have a fitness business but I know that you did a lot of work to get to that point so I just wanted to like touch on that too because I know that you did like some serious schooling and and stuff around all of the the fitness education as well so I just wanted Um, to make sure that we touched on that a little bit too you're not just a person who happens to work out and also has an app Oh my God, if it were that easy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is why I need you guys to, to reel me back. Okay. So yeah. So I did the Obey thing for about six months and then really started to feel empowered and I wanted more. I wanted to learn more and I wanted, I didn't know where it would go. I didn't know it'd be, of course, like what it is now, but I just had this twinge of, I want to learn more. I want to learn. It became my hyperfixation. No, yeah, Brian, you better did. <laughs> and what what are we all good at when we have ADHD? Yeah. Well, and I Ooh. remember like that that phase or not not phase because yeah, it, yeah. but I remember when that started for you and I remember like w- we didn't even mention this but for a long time um Mandy actually watched or helped us out with two of our kiddos and was amazing right. with them because they have their own neurodiversities and it was a immense help to have somebody who understood them and could you know kind of help them through their emotions and teach them I know they learned <laughs> so much from you and our three-year-old still she still to this day prefers you to me when she's ticked (laughs) off she'll say i want miss mandy (laughs) (laughs) i'm waiting girl i wait for the day y'all put her on a plane they're like go hang out with mandy Mandy. (laughs) mama needs a break yes Um, exactly But um, yeah, just the there was like a point where I remember you were like, 
kind of getting into fitness and then all of a sudden had all of these certifications and all of these degrees. And I was like, dang, girl, get it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a hyper fixation. <laughs> and, you know, to be honest, I don't think I told anybody for a while because in the back of my head, I kept waiting to fail because I from childhood have carried with this is so hard to say, but it's true. I have carried with me up until honest to God, the last three years, the fact that I'm stupid. Mm. I, I have so I have a bachelor's and a master's in education. And I remember being in grad school, Michael, Mike, my current husband, um, I was in grad school and I was towards the end and I was doing my capstone research. It was not the most riveting, but it, <laughs> it was what it was. But I just I could not focus y'all. Oh my God. I was in front of our computer and I'm trying to write this capstone, like all my research, whatever. And I said, I just can't do it. And he's thinking, oh, you're just tired. Of course you can. Blah blah. And we hadn't been married very long at this point. I think we'd been married maybe like a couple months. And I'm like, I'm so stupid. I can't do this. And he, I remember him looking at me and being like, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. Because my, my husband is the, he is that student. He is the cookie cutter, can read a book and retain it. Ugh. <laughs> How annoying. Ugh, like, oh, he can comprehend and retain and whatever, but he cannot social butterfly. Like I, I can, he can, he is not creative in the same ways. Um, <laughs> Spoken like it, a true teacher. Uh, thank you. Thank you. We got to be PC. Um, his intelligences lie elsewhere. Right. But for so long, I was the kid who was, she can't pay attention and she's not good at math and she's a terrible reader and her comprehension skills are blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But then you ask my music teacher and they're like, oh, she can, she can play the drums. Like she doesn't even. Oh, Mandy, yeah. do you do drums? I'm not very good anymore, but I did. And I did um, trumpet and I did not clarinet, oboe, saxophone. I'm not very good at sax. Don't ever, but I tried. I was just a very musical kid. Sure. Like I loved music. I never did piano or anything. I didn't like things um, that were too ballet, for example. (laughs) It's too too rigid. Like give me, give me drums. And I'm just like, like that's my jam. I'm like, um, is it animal from the Muppets? Yes. (laughs) This is like, drums. drums. Yeah. It's just like, that's kind of my vibe or I can uh, harmonize. I can hear if something's flat or sharp and I haven't studied it just again, you're kind of more in tune mm-hmm. musically, artistically, Bunch. wherever. Yeah, and I know you sing. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. I just, music is kind of life. But anyway, Michael doesn't understand because he he didn't have that school experience. He's kind of just good at everything. Again, ugh. But <laughs> he's like, Mike, you're this? amazing. He's going to listen you're to amazing. this and be like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you're amazing, ugh smart but he he just didn't get it and I I finally told him I'm like honestly I so back in the day in Florida there was the standardized test that you had to pass it was called the FCAT I don't even remember what it stood for but you had to take it at certain grades third grade fifth grade eighth grade I think and then in high school and then you had to basically take it till you passed high school well I failed constantly and my parents were my teachers were all there like she's not gonna pass high school she'll never go to college at that by the way I was sitting in the same room like hi uh, i'm here hello and so i think but oh please please don't be now because i'm a 
She has a um, master's degree. Oh, oh I know. Boss. It just sucks to oh, hear no, no, that no. at yeah. home, especially. Oh, yeah. It turned out for the best now. But again, as a kid, you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm just, which I should preface, it's okay if people don't want to go to college. <laughs> but I wanted to because I wanted to be a teacher. And so you're just kind of hearing your dreams shatter. And it just got implanted from about sixth grade on that I was just not going to amount to anything. My mom was told I wouldn't go to college, as I've said. And I did not get, this is so another student loan debt, but I literally was like, you know what? I'm just going to get a master's to prove I can do it. Good That's it. Know. It didn't bring me any more money. It brought me a thousand dollars more to my salary. Jeez. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? But I just thought I struggled so long with imposter syndrome. And I thought if I can get this, surely people will think I'm smart. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. So I didn't tell anybody when I decided to go back to become a uh, certified personal trainer. I didn't tell anybody because I was still waiting to fail. <laughs> when I passed the exam and they were like, oh, congrats, you've passed. I'm like, what? And Michael, Michael just looks at me and goes, yeah, of course you of did. Of course you did. Yeah. Like you've been studying for this. You can hyper fixate on the musculoskeletal system and name every tendon like because it's something Dang. you care about. Yeah, exactly. It's it's tied back so much to what you were talking about before with education. Like if something, if you care about something or if it's, if it's interesting to you, you're going to do so much better at yeah. comprehension, recall, everything. And, and even if it's something like math that I, I don't particularly enjoy only because I believe I was told I was bad at it. If it's taught to you in a way that's enjoyable, you will retain it. Mm-hmm. Um, but after I got the certifications, I literally just, I told my, I told Mike, I don't know where this is going to go. All I know is I want to help other women feel encouraged and empowered. I don't know who <laughs> again, what that's going to look like. And I just put a thing on Facebook of like, Hey, I've passed it. Cause my Facebook is it's just personal. It's just my family who's back in Florida and they, you know, want to hear what's going on. I had one client reach out and she's still my OG client to this day. That's awesome. And it just, grew from there because it's not about let's create supermodels. It's it's let's help you feel stronger and empowered and healthier in your own body so you can live your best life. That's what it should be about. I love that. So how can people get in touch with you if they're loving your vibe, if they're loving what they're hearing and they want to, to hire you to help them with their whole body and mind fitness? How do they get in touch with you? Oh, they could get in touch with me. Um, My Instagram, and I'm sure you guys will put that down but it's coach mandy underscore mg fitness coach mandy underscore mg drop it in the show it'll be in the show notes for sure or or they could also just reach out to me via my email how how old school guys (laughs) or tell me i mean they could send (laughs) you a letter that'd be super old so what's your email address send me a letter i would die if i got a letter let's mention the email let's give her fan mail guys everybody mail mandy a letter (laughs) i would respond to a letter i'm not even joking um it's a very pride and prejudice and i'm here for it so my email is mandy at mandycleverfit.net and that's m-a-n-d-y correct well i think that's gonna be a great stopping point for us yep. mandy you're amazing we love you thank you so much for joining you. us and for sharing your story and I really hope and I really believe a lot of people are going to connect with the stories and the experience and everything so thank you so much for joining us You're Yay! The best. Th- thank you guys this was so fun alright guys thanks so much for listening you guys are awesome I'm Brian I'm Bree and I'm Mandy and we love you bye <laughs> bye bye <laughs>